Welcome to Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word, hosted by Utah's own Pastor Steve Pearson of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs. At Shouts of Grace Radio, it's our purpose to encourage you to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. Now, hey, let's welcome join back Pastor to Steve Shouts of Grace. This is your host, Pastor Steve Pearson from Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs, and we are delighted that you are joining us here on our weekly broadcast. Hey, if you are new to Shouts of Grace, uh, we want to encourage you to plug in by going to shoutsofgraceradio.com, and there you can email us, you can text us, you can actually listen to all of our our past broadcasts as well, and, um, and stay in touch with us. We like uh, we like hearing from our listeners. If you have any questions um, or or things that you think would be great for us to address on the program, then we'd love to hear that as well. If you are new to Shouts of Grace, so you understand what um, our radio program is about, we take biblical worldview and we apply it to matters of life, and we have discussions uh, sometimes on scripture, sometimes on on different viewpoints of things, and so um, we invite you to engage and to join in with us. And also, if you do not have a church to attend and you are in the Utah County area, why not visit uh, RedemptionHillUtah.com or RHUtah.church and get the information. We'd love to see you on a Sunday morning out at Redemption Hill Church. Now, we are starting a new series here that we are going to call Lessons from the Pulpit. And and basically what we're going to do is we're going to take friends of ours from around the country, different pastors, and um, and kind of tap into their wealth of knowledge and kind of where um, and how God has brought them through ministry, life lessons. Um, and I think it's going to be a valuable thing. And so usually I'm in studio with Pastor Keith Radke from River Community, but during this series we're going to take a small break and we're going to tap into uh, to some friends of ours around the country. And so today over the phone um, I have a very good friend of mine, Pastor Bill Buffington, who is the pastor of Calvary Chapel Inglewood in Southern California. If you don't know where Inglewood is, I'll let him tell you it's outside of Los Angeles. And Pastor Bill and I have been friends for many years. Um, we uh, we hooked up um, at a at a at, at the same church several years ago, and we've just we kind of connected. And God is using him in a mighty and a tremendous way. And so, Pastor Bill, welcome, brother. Thank you, thank you, thanks for having me this morning. So, hey, real quick, you have a radio program now on a, on a show um, on on a, on a station in Southern Cal, right? Yes, we are on K Wave every weeknight. At 11 p.m., and our program is called The Transforming Word. So uh, anybody that's in SoCal, you can tune in to 107.9 at 11 p.m. and hear our radio broadcast uh, every weeknight, Monday through Friday. That's awesome. That's awesome. I encourage your listeners to do that. Now, Bill, you and I you and I go back, gosh, I think it's, I want to say 20 it's years. 20 years, yeah, 20 man. Years, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I talked about you in a message last night at Calvary Chapel South Bay. <laughs> <laughs> nice. 20 years, bro. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You know, I, I remember, um, you know, we used to, and I'm not going to get into all the, the, the little details, but you and I used to prank each other quite a bit. Um, some of those pranks, uh, probably crossing the line of, of what's appropriate, but we've, we've had a lot of good times and, and, and gotten to know each other well. And, and I'm, I'm excited because man, you are, um, 
the 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 floodgates of ministry are really opening for you and your church and and I've just seen personally a lot of years of just faithfulness and plowing through the hard times of ministry and and dealing with not only those internal struggles that we all have but also the um the 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 people struggles um within church as a pastor and so what I want to do is I kind of want to kind of want to give you the floor and 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 I want you to kind of maybe take us through um, your your internal journey as 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 a pastor and some of the lessons maybe the hard lessons that that were hard for you to learn and, and what you've come out on the other side and and just the appreciation you have for the gospel for the Lord himself personally involved with your life I know if you want to talk a little bit you've got um, you've got a special needs child as well and so that's presented um, some problems so just just kind of start us off and, and get the ball rolling how has God and what has God showed you over the years that's made you just press in to God's um, sovereignty and his worship of and of, of just his, who he is in his majesty. Wow. So uh, I guess if I would start with a first lesson, and um, Steve, you would be really familiar with this, that um, the Lord had really placed the, he placed it in my heart, you know, maybe 15 years before it even came to fruition that I was to plant a church in Inglewood. And for many years, I carried that like a burden. You know, I kept trying to, you know, make it happen. And I remember, you know, really getting, you know, just trying things and it failing, trying things and it failing. And then I think it was in 2005, um, it was the last time I did a home study and I just, you know, it didn't work out. And I, I just, I just really had a pity party and I was, you know, praying. I'm like, Lord, why, why would you put this in my heart? And every time I put my hand to do it, it's just not working out. And I, I got a real specific word from the Lord, and He just reminded me that the, I was living as though the burden was mine, that it was my mm-hmm. burden to carry out what God had spoken or showed me that He was going to do, and that that wasn't to be the case. It's never going to be my burden to carry out God's work. It's His burden. It's, it's mm-hmm. He's got to be the one to do the work. And you know, much like the gospel, I didn't save myself. I was never good enough to be. It's all God did all the heavy lifting to bring me in the relationship with him. I really believe that, you know, right in the early parts of ministry, God was like, you need to understand this about ministry. It's not going to be you. Uh, yes, I'm going to use you. Yes, you'll be a part of it. But I'm I'm the one that's going to do the burden is mine to bring these things to pass, to open doors, to provide for things. And that was really, you know, <clears throat> before the church was planted, he kind of settled me there and just said, stop. Stop trying to do it in the energy of your flesh. And he reminded me of the story of Abram and God had promised him a son. And, you know, he tried to help God out in the flesh and he made Ishmael. And, um, you know, that's that's essentially where I was at that point in time and was just reminded then that, you know, I, I just needed to be faithful to God, walk with the Lord, maintain a relationship with him. And he would do it. And that's that's how the that's how the ball got rolling for the the church plant, the Lord began to open doors, you know, and it was clear that it was his hand at work. And so um, that lesson that I learned then has carried on even since we've been in the ministry, because as you know, as you get going in ministry and you get vision and you want to see things going and you want to, you can, you know, it can happen really quickly that we take it back upon ourselves. And I think that that reminder constantly that this, the burden is not yours. It's this is God's work. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's going to reach people. He's going to open blind eyes. And if he doesn't do it, you can't do it. I can't manufacture a work of God. And so um, that I think that's kept me balanced, and it, it's helped me to not be overwhelmed when I just have to back up and say, God, this is yours. You, mm-hmm. you, 
you you've always been yours it'll always be yours I'm blessed to get to be a part of what you're doing so. and you know bill that's that's interesting too because I know you can attest to this some of the some of the hardest things and it doesn't mean it, it, it this this doesn't even necessarily pertain to to church planting and starting a church in ministry just in life some of the hardest things is to wait on the Lord right I mean you yeah. you're right you've got this desire you feel like God's behind it and he is behind it but it's waiting for God's timing um that that's sometimes difficult and 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 I know I can I can I can relate to that as well um there, there's a lot of setbacks it would seem it's it's but it's not a setback but a setback in god's timing is you're waiting and things seem to be going the opposite direction right and so we can yeah. even we can apply that to all life i mean li- listeners having maybe marriage pro- uh, problems where they've had a promise of restoration or maybe relationship problems and it seems like things are going the opposite way of what we're praying for and man you can be discouraged in that May- maybe talk a little bit about some of because I think you would agree with this. The enemy comes in and lies to us about a lot of things, and, and he creates realities that never happen. They exist in our mind, and then we find out later. And every time those realities that, that we think are true but are not, they challenge the sovereign goodness of God. And later we find out, man, what was I doing? What was I thinking? Maybe talk a little bit about some of the discouragements that, that turned out to not be true, and you found out that God was better than what you ever thought. Wow. So one in particular, you know, the area that we're in, Inglewood, um, for you guys that don't know, Inglewood is, it, it would be considered an inner city. It's, uh, it's, it's off of L.A. Um, it's near, for you guys that are familiar with, you know, coming into LAX airport, it's about 10 minutes uh, east of LAX airport. You'd be in the city of Inglewood. And uh, things are you know, radically changing now, but um, it's, you know, there's inner city parts of Inglewood. There's nicer parts of Inglewood. You know, my desire as I got going was I, I couldn't find when I first really was looking for a church um, that had expository teaching that taught through the word. I couldn't find anything in my community here that had that sort of a uh, that sort of ministry. And so uh, that was one of the things that God had really laid upon my heart. I wanted to bring um, uh, just more of a teaching, just health. I, I wasn't seeing a, there, there are definitely some healthy churches, but there just weren't for the number of churches that we see. There are not a lot of them. And so that was really something I was desiring to see, to be a part of. And as we got going, um, I think what we were doing was so different than the norm. Um, and I, I don't know another way to say it, you know, uh, in traditional black church is very entertaining. And, um, you know, then, and, and I was doing something different. And so there are definitely times where the enemy was in my head of this, this isn't going to work here. This isn't what people want here. And, and there were discouragements as we were first getting going, we'd have people come and, and people would come and look and just be like, what, what is this? <laughs> what, what is this? What are you doing? You know, what kind of church, what is that hmm. music? You know, and it was just different than the norm. Um, and there are times where I was discouraged, but I was so convinced of the call and I'm not called to anything else that I'm, I just continued, you know, continue to move forward, continue to go. And what God would show me over time is that there were people here that were looking for just exactly what we're doing. There are people that are, they were tired of, you know, the entertainment. They're wanting to grow spiritually. They longing for discipleship, wanting to go through the Bible, wanting to be taught the word of God. And so it took some time to get rooted and to gain ground, but the Lord began to bring 
uh, into the doors, people that were like, oh, my goodness, this is I love this. I, this is what I was looking for. I was driving way across the country to go somewhere else. But, you know, great to have this in our community. So um, something that was really discouraging at one point now, it's it's it seems to be the strong point of Amen. of what we're what we have going. So, amen. Hey, you're listening to Shouts of Grace Radio. We will be right back after this short break. You're listening to Shouts of Grace Radio with Pastor Steve. At Shouts of Grace Radio, we're thankful for the encouragement from Key Radio, reaching Utah on the airwaves with the good news of eternal life from their station in Provo, Utah. Key Radio can be found online at keyradio.org, and your support of Key Radio makes programs like Shouts of Grace Radio possible. Now, let's join Pastor Steve for the conclusion of today's conversation. Welcome back to Shouts of Grace. I am your host, Pastor Steve Pearson, being joined today, not in studio, but via phone line by Pastor Bill Buffington, the senior pastor at Calvary Chapel in Inglewood, California. Uh, Pastor Bill has been a great friend of mine for um, 20 years now, and we're kind of starting this new series called Lessons from the Pulpit, just lessons of life um, that that pastors have learned that can really apply to to everybody, not not just to those in ministry. And before the break, Pastor Bill was talking about how how a discouragement that he had thought at the time actually turned out to be a a, a strong point um, in the church. And and so, Bill, um, I want to I want to kind of shift gears a little bit here and and talk about um, how you feel how God has uniquely prepared you for a unique call. Because I think sometimes, you know, we just kind of, we just kind of throw it ourselves out there and we're like, okay, God, whatever. But I th- I don't think we realize that God actually fashions us. He fashions us for a particular call, for a particular people, for a particular work. And, and, and if we lose sight of that, I think we'll lose sight of all of the goodness of God in the midst of what might seem to be disappointment. So maybe take us back and, and talk about how you were prepared for what you are now doing in the kingdom of God. Wow. So I, I got to go all the way back, you know, um, <laughs> you know, initially, so, you know, grew up in Inglewood, born and raised. This is, this is and, I, and I love the city that I grew up in. Um, everything about it. I love it. I this Inglewood has always been home for me. Um, even the bad parts of Inglewood, I, I like them, you know, so um, fast forward to 1995 is when I get my life to the Lord and was going to a church where I met my wife and was going to a church, a little missionary Baptist church with her in Inglewood. And um, while I was there, I was listening to a lot of Christian radio. And that was really what exposed me to other types of ministry, other other styles of teaching. And at a point early in my marriage, I realized, man, I'm, I'm actually growing from the radio ministry, so not so much so from church. And so uh, praying about getting my wife and myself somewhere where we can grow together, because she wasn't listening to the radio like I was. And the Lord led me way out to uh, Downey. Downey is a city I'd never been in before. Um, it was just never, I, I never in my life had been to Downey, but God led me there. That's where I met Steve, Pastor Steve. And um, that season there was an amazing season of my, my life. I went to Bible college. Uh, I, I got to serve in, in just practical ways, serving in a lunchroom, um, you know, more just kind of hands-on, you know, ministry things. And then I was also given the opportunity there to begin to teach and to grow in the gift of teaching. And so I worked with the youth and I ended up going on staff there. And that that whole season there 
the Lord, you know, gave me some good examples, uh, showed me some marriages that were doing well, um, helped me to develop healthy friendships, which would even like this friendship with Steve is these are these things matter on down the line when you get into the thick of ministry. God was setting me up and prepare all around. He was preparing me to be able to launch out one day. And um, I think, uh, you know, I think the friendships he gave me were preparing me the opportunities to teach and grow in that gift were preparing me. Uh, some of the structure and organization of the church that, that we were at was preparing me. Uh, and then, you know, the Lord in 2010 finally opened up all the doors and, and said, go for it, you know. And and, uh, and all the while, another part of preparation that I did not like um, was the, the the desire never left me. I, I was always in Downey or always somewhere else wanting to do something in Inglewood and wondering, God, why are you blessing the work here, but there's nothing happening over there that I can see? And so, mm. you know, the desire to do the work was just there, and it was growing and growing and growing. And so finally, the Lord said, okay, now go. You know, now you all that's in your heart, you can go for it. And so uh, that, I, I believe, was part of preparation, too, you mm. know, that— um, you know, really, really solidifying the call in my heart. So. Mm. Pre- pre- press on that one a little bit more, Bill, as 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 some of the listeners might be, um, you know, looking to take a step of faith. And sometimes when we feel God's calling us, there's almost this this anxiousness there that that sometimes we can get out ahead of the Lord. And and mm. so, you know, I, I remember those times with you and I remember kind of us sitting and talking in this this deep desire. But but. I also remember that you really did want it to be in um, in God's timing, and so so whether it's whether it's a, a career thing or maybe a ministry thing or something else, some of the listeners might be thinking to myself, well, how do I know when it's time to step out, you know, for the Lord, or how do I know when it's time to step out in what I'm perceiving to be God's will for my life, um, so that I don't get ahead of Him? Are there things that we can know? Is this strictly subjective? Because you know, we kind of live in a culture here where where there's a lot of emphasis is placed on subjectivity where, well, I think and I feel and everything. Is there anything tangible that we can do or that we can look at to say, God's leading me? Right. I, I think this comes down to an individual's relationship with the Lord. And if your relationship with the Lord is weak, you're going to be weak in, in this point, you know, because uh, for me, it was, you know, very clear that I was trying to step out without the Lord. And the, the, I, I discovered it because I would step out and God would just let me step out and he wouldn't go with me. And it would fail. And then I would be back before him saying, God, I tried it again. And so um, the word that I got from the Lord, you know, was two things. One, he reminded me of Abram and how that, you know, he he made it his burden and it wasn't on him. It's God's burden to, to, to keep his word. And so all I needed to do was to be faithful where I was. The, the other word that I got was because I was already in a ministry somewhere else and I wasn't being 100 percent faithful because my heart was to go to Inglewood. And so there were times where my heart and my prayer and my focus was, was, was in a place where I wasn't even doing ministry yet. And I was an autopilot where I was. And so another really important lesson that the Lord showed me was that whatever God has for me next will be born out of faithfulness to what I have now. God honors faithfulness. Mm. And so if you're in a ministry right now and you're dreaming about doing something else, which is fine, God can put those things in our hearts. Make sure that you, your faithfulness to what you have now, that's that's what God's going to honor. That That's what's going to walk you into whatever God has next. And so it, it gave me a focus. It was like, now I don't have to focus on trying to run out and do something. God's like, I'll pour your heart into what's before you. And so you may be 
maybe right now what's before you is your family. Well, be faithful to minister to your family. Uh, maybe you're part of a church and there's opportunities there. Be absolutely faithful to what is in your hand. In the kingdom of God, God doesn't honor giftedness or talent. God honors faithfulness. And the cool thing is everybody can be faithful. Everybody mm. has the potential to be faithful. And so be faithful. Be faithful mm. where you are. Be faithful to what you do have. And watch the Lord as you're faithful with what you have now bring you into what he's going to do next. That would be mm. the concrete thing that I could say. But also you got to be listening because for me, it became very clear that I wasn't to do it in my flesh anymore. And so I was looking for the, the Lord to do it. And so when my pastor called me in and said, hey, do you still want to plant a church? I'm like, yes, this is the Lord. You know, this is, yes, he's asking me, do I want to do it? If he's giving me his blessing. Absolutely. I, I have no question that this this is God's timing then, and I'm being able to, you know, be sent and go. And so, and and I will say this, I had opportunities to do it in the flesh. Um, I, had, I had another pastor offer me, um, kind of behind the back of the church where I was at to, to go with him and that he would help me get going after I served with him for a season. Mm. And I knew that that's not how God was going. God doesn't work in the dark. God, God is that's light. Right. So um, that's right. be careful Bill, about taking the shortcuts. Yeah. In the last couple of minutes we have, um, maybe share this. Um, we live in a, in a very different cultural context in Utah than what Inglewood is, right? The demographic is different. The people are different. Talk about what is the same in the message of the gospel, the same message that saves the inner city soul. Um, how do, what is that message that reaches the same, the same soul in, in Utah? Because as different as the cultures may be, there is something that we can both clamp onto that is unchanging. Talk about that. Absolutely. Um, I believe that, you know, the, the things that kind of cross the bridge, uh, when you come to the fact that people are lost, um, that people that are separated from the Lord are lost. Now, what, what, what lost people in Inglewood look like may be different than what lost people in Utah look like, but nonetheless, they're people that are separated from the Lord. And so there's a common denominator. The fact that God loves the lost, he loves the lost here, he loves the lost there is a fact. The fact that Jesus died on the cross to forgive the sins of all those that would turn to him, that is that is true for the people here, for the people there. And uh, I think more, most importantly, that everyone who would turn to Christ in faith, everyone that would believe that Jesus died for their sins and rose from the grave, um, God would receive and forgive. And there are people here that need it, people there that need it. Uh, I think that, you know, what lost people look like is different everywhere, but the need for the gospel, the need to understand that that God loves unlovely people is the same. Mm. Uh, the need to understand that, that and God loves you in your brokenness, Romans 5, 8, that God demonstrated that love and that while you were yet sinners, so before you got cleaned up, he loved you and made a provision for you. Mm. Uh, that's important that we know. And those things cross the bridge. The gospel of Jesus Christ, if it's preached right, it preaches everywhere in the world, Amen. in every culture of people, because uh, we all need the same thing. We need to be Amen. saved by his amazing grace. Amen. Bill, in the last 30 seconds, if someone wanted to follow you, listen to your sermons, um, be a part um, of Calvary Chapel Inglewood, how would they do that? Uh, our website is calvaryinglewood.org, and so you can go there and find our messages. We have an app on your app store, Calvary Inglewood, and those two places you can go and listen to messages or find out information about our church, our ministry in Inglewood. Awesome. 
Awesome. Hey, Bill, we're out of time, man. This time flew by. I'm sure we'll talk. We'll we'll, we'll talk on the phone uh, personally here in a little bit. But God bless you, man. And I pray for Calvary Chapel Inglewood and all that you're doing out there. Hey, man, love you, brother. And I'm praying for you in Utah, my brother. All God right, man. All right. This that's this edition of Shouts of Grace Radio. We invite you to return next week. God bless you. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson. We hope you've been encouraged to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. If today's conversation encouraged you in your journey following and learning more about Jesus, we would love to hear from you. You can visit us online at shoutsofgraceradio.com. That's shoutsofgraceradio.com. You can listen to all of our episodes, share them online with your friends, and find out more about Pastor Steve. Shouts of Grace Radio is an outreach of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs, Utah. Thank you again for joining us on today's show. And from all of us at Shouts of Grace Radio, it is our prayer that you would grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ.